Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Now, I'm so glad to report that now because a certain someone is back, it's gotten the attention of not just one, not just many, it's got the attention of all who have watched professional wrestling. It's been a while since, uh, oh, wait, 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 before I get into that. What's up, ladies and giblets, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and whomever? It's Brian Rails. Who the fuck else? And I am here to tell you, after looking at WWE's after show party or backstage access or WWE's version of ESPN. A panelist has now joined the fray with Samoa Joe, Renee Young, Paige, and Booker T. I think that some of those people should be on the announced team on Monday Night Raw. Renee Young, we miss you. Please come back. Anyways, I wasn't paying attention to Renee, even though she's awesome. I'm my eyes were just like, whoa, holy shit, I haven't seen you in almost seven years. The last time we saw CM Punk, he did not end well on good terms, you know, or it did not it did not end well. Sorry, let me rephrase that. You think you know the cult or know the game, I changed the culture. That's fucking awesome, dude. So glad to see him back, even though it was a span of... Well, it was a short span of time that he was on air, but you know what? 
It just made things a hell of a lot more interesting. He did not show up in AEW in Chicago. Now he's a part of World Wrestling Entertainment, even though he said that he would never come back to professional wrestling full-time. He still has not. So is that going to be the subject discussion? You bet your ass, because I have to fit the title description of my own show, right? Now, before I get into CM Punk, I will go over AEW's full gear. All right, so... AEW full gear, blah, 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 blah. Grades and highlights. Okay, so... Not every match was hit was true, because the women's match, Rio versus uh, her teacher. I can't pronounce her name. Let's see. All right. PNP won the match, executing a street sweeper on Matt Jackson after the match. So, Sammy Guevara came in the ring with Stone filming the carnage. He also brought a sock stuff with baseballs to the ring, and they planned to brutalize the Bucks makeshift weapon. Oh, yeah. Rock and Roll Express. Okay. So Ricky Morton did a suicide dive. Hangman Page beat Pac. That was a decent match. Um, SCU beat Lucha Brothers and Private Party. Private Party looks like they just got onto the bus and were like, hey, we want to be pro wrestlers. I'm sorry, not only are their looks, but they just do too much high risk. They're good workers, I'm assuming. Not really. Riho defeated Emi Sakura. That was not a good match at all. It just, sorry for the long pause, folks. I was answering a question on Instagram, which, by the way, Wrestle underscore radio, feel free to message me at any time. I will answer your questions as best I can. Why was this a C plus? Because no one knows who the fuck AEW's women division is. We know who Awesome Kong is, Jazz, Taya. Um, we know who Britt Baker is. Because she was once upon a time in WWE. She was part of the A Young Classic. Then she got lost in the shuffle and then she left the company. She's staying. Once upon a time. Okay, Chris Jericho beat Cody Rose. Now, here's the bread and butter of AEW Cody, obviously, and Chris put on one hell of a show. The match had a good ebb and flow to it. Oh, wait, 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 wait. After getting a match, Kenny Omega versus John Moxley. You want a pandemonium, folks? The unsanctioned match between uh, how do I put this? Moxley and Omega. It was basically like CZW. 
and rewind more like ECW. The style match that they had was very back and forth. It was very sadistic. It had barbed wire and broken glass. A board filled with mousetraps. It just had a bunch of like off the wall crazy shit. Um, was it as good as Double or Nothing? I mean, dude, it's a wrestling show, so if you're not entertained by whatever they show you, depends on what tickles your fancy, my man. So. Again, you know, full gear show, and you either like or dislike. I was not a fan of some of the matches, like Rio versus Sakura. The tag team championship match was all over the place. And the guy just literally said in his review, backyard wrestling between Moxley and Omega. I don't think that type of death match is kind of welcomed in wrestling. In some way, shape, or form, right? And I said, well, you're just basing it off opinion. Look, I don't base things off opinion. I just base things off observation. So, as I <laughs> blew my jacket, what I'm about to tell you about AEW Full Gear, you might already know. There's stuff in AEW slightly disorganized in one section. Okay, the women's division is a prime example of that. Their hardcore match. Okay, again, I don't mind death matches. I've seen plenty in my lifetime growing up watching ECW. There was some hardcore in WCW, not a lot. And definitely when the Attitude Era stole from ECW... I just want to point out, I didn't mind ECW because the trauma and bullshit that they went on during that time period wasn't, you know, totally clueless about what was going on with ECW. But anyways, the match between Moxley and Omega, did it have a good ebb and flow to it? No. It was... Let's do this stunt. Let's do that stunt. Let's see what we'll ooh and awe the crowd. Guess what? We did ooh and awe. It was your stereotypical John Moxley match, which was let's see what can defy my ability to fucking live on this earth. It's amazing how this man still walks. He's like the thinner version of Mick Foley. And I don't know if you want to classify Mr. Moxley as crazy it's just because he enjoys going through some kind, some forms of pain, I guess. I don't know. I'm not inside the dude's head, and I hope never, ever to be, especially when he's wrestling. This man can wrestle a straight-up wrestling match. He's very athletic. Omega. It seems like every match that you have been in, it just makes the audience go, wow. Painted a picture, told a story. Did the match tell a story? Um, 
made you go, holy fuck, I, I would not want to do this shit in real life. Especially the mousetraps on a board, the barbed wire bed that they, you know, found themselves in. Yeah, I believe so, man. Hangman Page reminds me a lot of DDP. Just the look, the music, everything. The only thing that's missing is the cutter that looks amazing. Anyhow. Cody Rhodes versus Chris Jericho. Who wouldn't tell a story? This match tells a soap opera and a half worth of a story. Let me tell you why. It was a cluster in some areas. Why? I'll tell you why. And I don't want to open Twitter, goddammit. But, um,. It doesn't sound entertaining to you. This match would have been right up your alley. I don't know. You know, look. I just want to point out that the beginning of the match, it was like amazing to look at Cody's uh, ring attire. You know, it was an emotional time for Cody because his father was a champion. Cody's been champion before, but in different, you know, wrestling organizations. So there was definite pressure building up for Cody Rhodes when he went one-on-one with Chris Jericho. A little bit of the bubbly. Now, so... I get why people would think that Cody was going to be champion because there was so much build, you know, building, 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 that, you know, Jericho retaining might actually help the story a little bit longer, prolong the villainship, you know, presented by Chris with Cody. Sorry if I'm all over the place, folks. Kind of tired as normal, but anyways. I would like to point out that match was good and had good intrigue. Do you know why? Not just MJF having a run in and basically kicking Cody right square in the ding ding or right square in the dick. There were a lot of things that um, I noticed. God, someone's actually using terms in their review, so fuck Forbes, okay. No, fans did not know. I'm going to point something out, okay? Fans knew that there was a turn on the way. Why would you start out MJF as a dude who gets booed the fuck out of by the crowd? And then turn him baby face and then turn him heel. Because wrestling has a saying. Cards subject to change. Characters can be repackaged. I don't think it was a repackage. I think it was a decision. Smart decision by AEW's creative team. 
too blatantly tease the fact that MJF would be a part of the inner circle. Or did he go completely? We don't know. He didn't go completely rogue, dude. Otherwise, he'd be doing what Finn Balor's doing right now. That's why I have NXT that I have to review shortly thereafter, AEW's review. I'm going to give AEW's pay-per-view a C-. minus. It wasn't entertaining. In some aspects, like the women's match, you know, Rio versus Inosuka, Sakura. Also, you know, the tag team match, you know, private party. Made one think. Why would you showcase, you know, a women's championship match? Because there's like barely any, there's barely been any women matches at all at that. And you put them in a tag team. Okay, you know, I get it. They're trying to keep up with WWE in some areas, not all. They're like, we don't care what they're doing. We're doing our thing. I call bullshit, and I will discuss that later during Off the Rails, but to finish the review. Here's what I'm going to say. I truly feel that AEW tried their best and during full gear. The main event was awesome. The match between Moxley and Omega made you go, holy fuck. Uh, the women's match was a bit bleh, to be desired. Didn't really care for it. Rio really should not be champion, in my opinion. <laughs> Rio should not be champion because it's just not, I mean... Her versus Nyla Rose back on the first episode of Dynamite back on October the 2nd. No, I'm not. I'm sorry. Yes, it was typical, you know, Leviathan versus the Small Maiden. Well, Small Maiden somehow comes up victorious over a monster. Like David wins against Goliath all the time. In the real world, if a giant... If a giant goes one-on-one with a small dude, there's the probability that small dude sometimes may come out victorious by slinging a fucking rock. And then the giant, because, you know, the rock comes from a distance, it either kills him or... Makes them more angry. So. I just want to point that out. (laughs) Well, people keep blowing up my inbox or Instagram. So. Angel Fishes. I have about 40 minutes. 
This is going to be the longest fucking rant you've ever heard. Wait, I've had longer. We're going to be discussing NXT, AEW, and CM Punk's future with World Wrestling Entertainment. So, by all means, folks, I do not own the rights to Nikki Cross's Glasgow Cross, all rights reserved, WWE CFO 2015, 2016, and 2019. Also, Off the Rails Uncensored features expletive content. If you have minors listening to this show, you need to turn it off or put headphones on their ears, their virgin fucking ears, all right? Enough of the babbling. Let's get this rambling and babbling in order, shall we? All right. Get my music. You get... Champa and Matt Riddle. The Riddle was pulled, and that was that. But his replacement was Donovan Dikojovic. So this is going to be interesting. Okay. So <laughs> there's a lot. Leo Rush versus Angel Garza. And he beat Angel Garza, whatever, Xylee versus Aaliyah. Xylee beat Aaliyah. Who cares about Aaliyah? Tim Ballard, this is it, blah, blah, blah. He's at NXT. He, he kind of made fun of Johnny Gargano, I saw. Just a little bit of that. And, um, let's see here. Undisputed here, you know, they came out in the ring, they circled around the ring. Matt Riddle found himself in a precarious position, blah, blah, blah. So, let's see here. Keith Lee. Wanting a piece of Roderick Strong or Adam Cole or Bobby Fish or O'Reilly. Didn't matter. Called him out. Roderick Strong. You know, the match was made. Blah, blah, of course. So, keep me beat Roderick Strong. And, I mean, it was a pretty emphatic win, if you will. Um, and then after the match, like a bunch of vultures picking out a dead body, Undisputed Era came in the ring. Voila. 
be yeah, Donovan Dijakovic. Dude, I would not want to make upset. Isaiah Swerve versus Isaiah Swerve Scott versus Bronson Reed. I think he looks like the Australian version of Samoa Joe. And that's just my take on it. Isaiah Swerve wins. And then Pete Dunn versus Killian Dane. You want to talk about insane in the membrane? That match was crazy. Mia Yim versus Io Shirai. Uh, that, the winner of that match would be able to go up the ladder. Io Shirai did, thanks to, you know, not Tegan Knotts, but Kaylee Ray. So, yeah. Lady Lynn and I watch NXT simultaneously together, so here's the fun part. Gentlemen, Duke, Marina Shafir, Candice LeRae, all strewn out on the street, in the backstage area. No one suspected it to be this nicey night. No way you know. So, Bailey stood tall, made a statement, voila, you know, she went to her former stomping ground of NXT, and okay, let me just Read through your messages, folks. I apologize. Blah, blah, blah. Not blah, blah, blah. I apologize for the delay in between the segments. So, War Games, Io Shirai gets the advantage, which means they get to pick and choose. You know, they get one member, two members, three members first. And then three on two, four on two. Okay. I completely agree. I think that Next uh, subject I'm going to talk about, folks, or subjects, and how it affects professional wrestling. One individual has been cited several times you know, to be in WWE or AEW or New Japan or Ring of Honor, but he's back in WWE. And I gotta say, I'm so glad to see his face because there's a lot of speculation whether he was gonna come back or not. It's like, well, you know what? I'm just glad that he's back, you know, on the backstage show, the after party. 
and uh, it's a good refresher source. You know, anything can happen in professional wrestling, but this just elevated the game because he's a key player. CM Punk was always the guy, according to Paul Heyman, that would stay after meetings, say, what can I do to help? One example of serving the business, man, even after how much shit that he's been through, It's just, I'm sorry, I'm trying to take this all in because to me, it's a special moment in professional wrestling when someone returns. He's not returning in ring, he is returned, you know, to be a broadcast partner, a colleague. And everyone's like, even someone said, Is this a rib? Paige said out loud, Is this a rib? And are you joshing me? Is this a joke? So the reaction around the whole room was what made it work. The reaction, you know, by the competition, AEW, don't know, and I don't think they really care. Why? Because look at the actions going on with them. You've got Cody feuding with Jericho. You've got Omega feuding feuding with Moxley. You want people to buzz about your respective company. One thing that's got to be probably on the list for WWE was, you know, to drop a bombshell. And well, they dropped a big enough bombshell to make me go, um, wow, I'm in a state of shock because I haven't seen, I've seen CM Punk around as an MMA athlete. I've also seen him at a wrestling event. Which one specifically? Not sure. Not sure. But I've just seen pictures of him. Maybe they were photoshopped. Who knows? Well, dude, to be honest with you, I know that it may seem like I'm only talking about WWE, but I did mention AEW in this brief synopsis of what I watched on Bleacher Live Report at. So, like, to me, some of the matches were very drawn out and too long, like Rio versus Emil Sakura, whatever her name is, her trainer. I didn't really, I didn't get a good vibe because I don't like the women's division in AEW. Not all of them, just some of them. It's kind of very apparent, folks. It really is. Okay. So 29 minutes left to go in this fucking world of segments. What am I going to tell you that you haven't already heard? Fans expected an MJF turn. How? You guys, that's what's irritating, is that there's no 
second guessing they're like well eventually yes turn there's way too many fucking cooks in the kitchen for inner circle you have sammy guevara chris jericho santana and rodriguez whatever you've got a tag team a solo a solo and a solo you don't need any more people now you have mjf which does fit the mold of what Inner Circle kind of styles himself as, you know, entertainers, workers. It's going to have the same problem that the NWO had. Way too many cooks in the fucking kitchen. How are you going to manage, let's see, your Sammy Guevara tag team, another tag team. Now, MJF. I like that dude. He's pretty badass. He's pretty funny. He's like, sorry, Cody. And gives him a low blow. Wow. Took him long enough. MJF. This is an observation. Could work either or. Strikes me more of the dude who... You would not want to try shit with because now there's way too many people. You got Jack Hager, Sammy Guevara, Chris Jericho, MJF, Santana, and Rodriguez. How many more people do you need to complete your um, boy band, man? Jericho's amazing. Guevara's okay. The tag team that's associated with them, they kind of look like Steiner Brothers, the Mexican, or the Puerto Rican Steiner Brothers. I'll tell you why. Looks don't really matter to me. It's just tell a story. Tell a story. And so far, it's a blended mix of crap with AEW. There's no fucking structure. In some areas. Not all. In some. Like. The women's division. Let's touch on that, shall we? Um, AEW's women's division has a lot of potential, some might say. Others may say I'm crazy, which we all know is kind of a lie. But if I have to go into details about why AEW versus WWE may turn into a bloodbath sooner or later, because you look at the ratings, yeah. Their ratings, AEW's, when you go head-to-head with NXT, it's pretty high. But now, now that there's intrigue, after the fact that he's been so invited by Tracking Ring Ring of Honor, New Japan, Ring of Honor, New Japan. 
like, hmm. Or WWE. WWE. Just, I smile because no one thought he would make a comeback, but yet here he is. There he stands, in front of the camera, already making a quote. And this dude won a championship, and before Lesnar held it for, you know, off and on for a year and a half. This dude, this dude I'm referring to, CM Punk, held it for 364 collective days and had a nice little emblem on the front that read, Knees to faces. I miss stuff like that. Now it's just faces. <laughs> I mean, you could. You could say that CM Punk's return kind of had impact. Yes, it did. Because the minute he put WWE in front and put his face, it's going to be interesting. Let's just say that. There's a lot of bandwagoning wrestling fans as well. But I used to watch it back in the day when blah, 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 blah was on there. CM Punk and the impact that he has on professional wrestling today is he was able to convey his feelings without even having to blink. And a lot of times in professional wrestling you're told, you don't say this once you uh, go up half a step when you're trying to make your promos. me NXT isn't where Punk started but kind of where you know the Nexus was formed when the new or actually the old NXT was just becoming a thing anyways folks I'm starting to get my groove on as far as thoughts, because, you know, I'm looking through the Instagram and I'm seeing that you're saying a whole bunch of random things, you're incoherent, blah, 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 well, let me inform you fuckers. <laughs> I love you all. I'm just really tired. Worked eight hours, eight and a half hours to be exact, like most folk, normal folk. I'm unwinding. All right? I'm unfucking winding. And I have been looking like I'm about to pass out. But I guess I pushed through. CM Punk's return is very moment. It's like a momentum shift. Yes, AEW has Jericho and Rhodes, and it did have Ted DiBiase Senior. Actually, that's a lie. Junior, Junior. That's fucking messing up. My God, I feel so bad. I'm starting to lose track of what I say. Ah, yes. 
CM Punk. No, NXT didn't have Ted DiBiase Jr. Why are we trying to fool me? Okay, so. <laughs> CM Punk is back on air, folks. You don't think that makes a difference for ratings? Got to see how, you know, he's going to do as a panel. This is like American Idol, but, like, on crack because WWE is a machine. Anyway, so he's a part of the panel. It's not just for shock value. I hope it's not a one-time gig. But CM Punk on that show may have piqued a lot of people's interest on YouTube now. And not just YouTube, but there's a lot on Instagram, Twitter. It's hashtag CM Punk. Hashtag the man is back. There's a lot of cool accolades regarding CM Punk. I don't know why he held the show hostage. And he finally got his demands met. Um, and we all know the history. CM Punk then, then and only then, got released on his wedding day. And it isn't ironic. I had to add that in there. Okay. So we've, you know, been glorifying the fact that CM Punk has returned. Yay, awesome, cool, badass. But what are we forgetting? Ah, yes, the lack of women's division in AEW. They just signed somebody, don't know who, but his popularity. You know, discussing certain things that AEW doesn't have is going to wear off. So, hmm. Let me think, shall I? There are certain thoughts, if you will, that come to mind about AEW. And that is half of your shit is a show, half of your other shit, like women's wrestling, is not. You know, I would not, I would steer clear of telling you. But I'm going to anyway. <clears throat> the one area that NXT has over anyone, really. Actually, yeah. The women. Mystery and suspense. Let's see. Of. Telling you? The women's division in NXT compared to the women's division in AEW. Obviously, AEW has not been around for very long. But when it comes to having an all-women's war games, Dakota Kai was thought to um, be the attacker, you know. But she didn't, dude. She held in. The most strong one, Io Shirai weathered the storm. You want me to read this article aloud, dude? I'm sorry, folks, for the long, arduous pauses, but uh, I'm going to bring this home here, shall I? AEW has good things, so does NXT. AEW has bad things, so does NXT. Now, I'm going to in the show with this. CM Punk is a huge 
momentum changer for WWE. Do we all know why? Just the mention of the name CM Punk, and everyone refers to that night he tried to hold the show, actually did, hold Monday Night Raw hostage. Hi, Vince. I guess I broke the fourth wall. You got to love smart asses, man, because that's we make the uh, world turn around on its axis, if you will. Anyways, Team Punk is a momentum changer because AEW is all over the place in certain areas like the tag team division. Private party. They need to bulk up and look like an actual tag team. Santana and Rodriguez. Depends. But like I said, they both have entertaining shows. And yes, there's a decline in ratings in WWE, but that's not abnormal. Wrestling, any pop culture thing, subject matter can disappear real quick. Anyways, folks. That'll do it for tonight. I'm sorry I got to end the episode early, but to close it out for the umpteenth time, CM Punk's back. Better watch it. If you didn't like what good old Brian Reynolds had to say, sorry I had to cut it short, but I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. Forget. Lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.